Welcome to Cue the Clarity. I'm your host, Mina Kunlositep. I'm here to help you discover and get clear on how you operate as your best self to create more success, more happiness, and more peace in your daily life and business. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cue the Clarity. I'm your host, Mina Kunlositep, and I'm so happy to have you here. Today, I wanted to talk about some lessons that I had learned in 2023, and I wasn't going to do this episode simply because I've been trying to take a bit of a break during these last couple weeks of the new year, but as I've started doing my own collecting of my thoughts, I thought it would be nice to share them. I am kind of fighting a bit of a cold. So you have to kind of bear with me as I'm getting this out and I might sound a little bit stuffy, but I think there's some good lessons here that I wanted to share because it's been such a transitional and pivotal year for me. I've learned lots of big lessons this year. And so I'll just get started here. So number one is to trust your intuition. And the way that you do that is to find your way back home to yourself. This has been a long lesson that I learned through this entire year was that I have this intuition inside of me that I want to trust and all of us have it inside of us and that we need to trust it. But a lot of times it's so buried in our body that it's hard to listen to. And I think this is especially hard for women because a lot of times we're playing lots of different roles and we get caught up in all the roles that we have to play, all the responsibilities, all the life um, tasks that we need to do. And our intuition gets buried in that because it's in our bodies And sometimes it's buried in trauma. Sometimes it's buried in inner child work that needs to be done or therapy or matching up with our our intuition and finding our way back into it, back home to ourselves. But I think that we can ultimately feel when something is off and when you're feeling ungrounded or untethered and feeling like you're intuition is there, but you're not aligned with it. And I kind of feel like this feels like when you're living out of a suitcase, when you're not home in your own body, when you're feeling unsettled, but you do have a little inner knowing that you need to come back home to. And the first step of that in this year for me has been healing a lot of my past. And so that started in alignment coaching that I did earlier this year with Jacqueline, who was my partner and the product boss, but we worked on a lot of inner child stuff and kind of honoring the work it takes to do that because it's it's hard work, inner child stuff, shadow work, therapy, trauma work, all of that is hard work. And I don't think that I've cried so much in my life for varying reasons, you know, whether I was happy or sad or working through trauma or working through inner child stuff. And I, that's just how my body processes anything. And I I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but whenever I'm really angry, I cry. Whenever I'm really happy, I cry. Whenever I'm processing anything, I cry. It's just how my body allows things out of my 
myself is that I cry. And, you know, for those of you that have been in therapy and gone through the the work that you need to do, you know that it can be exhausting, right? You know that you take a shower afterwards and you release it and you let it go. And that is exhausting. The energy it takes is really exhausting. And so I think that in order to get back to our own intuition, we have to get those layers of trauma or whatever it is healed. The past needs to be healed and we need to heal whatever it needs to be healed. So for me, it was, you know, that wounded daughter or mother wound of um, healing my inner child relationship with my own mom, being a wounded sister with being so close in age with my oldest sister. I didn't realize the this, the narrative I had in that, a little bit of like underlying resentment of having to take on the role of the oldest child, but as well as being a middle child and not having any of that ability and control to the situation. And I think that that was really unsettling for me. And I started that, like I said, in the alignment work that we did earlier this year. And it was recognition of of the things that I needed to work on. So we went through this exercise and I'll be pretty brief with this because I don't know how to explain it in the proper way. And I think this is something that, you know, having a expert or a coach or a therapist do for you, a psychotherapist is best. But basically we did it digitally where it's like this one board and on the board you put yourself. And so you put yourself in the middle of the board and then you put your parents and it's like these shapes and sizes that you choose and your parents are on the board with you. And are they next to you? Are they far away from you? You don't, you actually don't know what's happening in this exercise. So for me, my parents were on the board, but they were kind of further away from me doing their own thing. And the only other person on the board with me was my sister. And I don't know why that was. And so we kind of just started to peel back the layers of why that was and my relationship with my parents and my relationship with my sister and my relationship to myself as you know, a child and what I needed in that time and how I can give to myself now. And so it was a lot of work that needed to be done. And your body holds all of that. You know, it's kind of that book, which it's called Your Body Keeps Score. And it's a really intensive book because it requires work. And so this whole year has been a lot of work for me, peeling through the layers of myself and coming back home to myself, what it means to love myself, what it means to heal myself, what it means to heal my relationships from my perspective and the lens that I'm looking out of. And then also going through life, you know, life is lifing a lot of the time and we all know this. And so that's why the work can can feel so hard, right? Is because you are still living your life. And so there was lots of times where I felt out of alignment and felt like I didn't know ultimately what I wanted, but there was this inner knowing that I couldn't tap into because I had to peel back the layers of healing myself first to see what it was that was truly in me that would make me happy, that would align with who I wanted to be and who I actually was at my core and revisiting things that I may need to rewire or grow 
or forgive or heal or step into, stepping into that discomfort to come out through the other side. And that took work and it took space. And so one thing I learned through all of that, you know, from that you have an intuition and you need to trust your intuition by finding your way back home to yourself. But one thing that I did learn is that pain and peace can coexist. You just have to make room for it. And so during this year, I didn't have the bandwidth. No, let me back up. I didn't create the space or the spaciousness in my life to process the pain or the peace. And so what I needed to do and what my body was screaming for me to do was to get aligned and to slow down my pace so that I can create room where pain and peace can coexist and I can move forward. Even if it's stumbling forward, I'm still moving forward, right? And finding the peace that I desire so much and processing the pain that ultimately does need to be processed. And then there's the layer of pain that's existing in the present, right? And life is lifing and and doing all the work that needs to be done, but feeling like there's the highs and lows of that as well. Like even right now, as I'm speaking to you, I know that I am feeling really good right now. I feel really proud of myself through this year that I did do the work that it took. And I can feel that my body might need more rest right now. One, I'm feeling sick. And like I said, you can probably kind of hear it in my voice for those of you that have been listening to me for a while. But also there's like this layer of health and I'm just going to go right into the lesson number two, true wealth is health. And I just got done with a meeting with my financial advisor. It's our family financial advisor. And I feel really good going into this next year because it's been a pivotal year for finances as well. And I need to feel safe in my finances. And so I had that meeting with our financial advisor, my husband and I did. It was just a phone meeting. Usually we'll do like a Zoom meeting. And it made me feel really good financially moving forward. And I think that that's where my mind has always gone is that I need to be financially sound. And I think that for all of you, I do want you to feel safe and financially sound as well as we go into this new year have a meeting. If you don't have a financial advisor, have a meeting with yourself. Know what your monthly bills are. Know what type of money you're going to be making and know what your enough number is. And your enough number is the amount of money that makes you feel safe and sustainable in the lifestyle that you want it to make. And I say that because I don't want you to feel guilty about making tons of money. I really do feel like we should be able and want and desire to make as much money as we want to make and that we can make. The sky is really the limit. And what I've seen in this world, because I've been around people and I myself came from nothing, right? I came from nothing, raised in an immigrant household. And now I've had the privilege to be in different environments where I've been surrounded even by billionaires, like with a B, which is absurd in my mind. And I what I know is that money doesn't buy you happiness, but money gives people privilege and options. And I do really believe that. 
for me, there's no talk in my brain that money is evil, but I do know in the modern world that we live in, that the more money that you have, the more options that you have. Because when you don't have money, you have to make really difficult choices because you have far less options than if you had money that opens up doors or opens up connections or opens up possibility for you to solve the problem in a different way. You're not backed in a corner like when you don't have money. And I've been in places with both. And so while money can't give you happiness, I think that money is an amplifier to options and it's an amplifier to personality. So whatever type of person you are, if you happen to have money, that just amplifies who you are. And so if you're a generous person, when you are poor, you're a generous person when you are rich. When you are a jerk when you're poor, you're a jerk when you're rich. You know, And I think that it takes a lot of brain work and thought work for you to get past your own thoughts around money. And so I don't want to get hung up on all this money talk because I think that I have my own work to be done as well. But that's what I do know and what I do believe in being in different rooms is that if we can all step into 2024 with a little bit more knowledge of where we are financially, it will help all of us. And so for you, have a sit-down meeting with yourself and know that your enough number, when I say that to you, does not mean that I want you to dream small, is that it's the number that you need to sustain the lifestyle that you dream or desire or want or existing in. So the the number, the enough number of your lifestyle, okay? And you get to control that lifestyle. And it can be that really dream lifestyle, or it can be whatever your version of that dream lifestyle is. And so I want to say that before I go into the thought that the lesson that I learned is that true wealth is health. And so financial health for me was something that I have really met this year and feel really proud of myself. What I want to go into 2024 knowing is that the health in the other areas. So not just financial health, but I want to be mentally healthy. And I think that mentally healthy, I've been really good about putting in the work for that. And also I exercise my brain all the time. It's just second nature to me. I'm always doing word games. I'm always doing brain exercises. I'm always learning and reading and exercising my brain. I would love to exercise two other areas. One is physical health. I would love to start doing things more physically and learn to nurture my body in a physical way. And so physical health on top of mental health for me in this coming year, because I think physical health, as I turn you know, 40 in the last, you know, handful of years, my body has been declining. And it, you know, it's just a natural thing, but I want to stretch more. I want to move my body more. I want to exercise more in a way that feels good to me. And I want to put a focus on it. And so that I know is true wealth because I fully want to be healthy in my body and feel like my body is serving me and I am serving my body. We only get one body and our body is a gift. I want to be more cognizant of that. I want to treat my body in a more loving way by moving it physically and by nurturing it and caring for it 
and um, preventing it from going into a decline as quickly as it has been. And that means hormonal health, which I've been really tapping into, skin health, which, you know, I have an um I have an autoimmune condition. I have psoriasis. I actually have psoriatic arthritis. And so I've been working towards being a better place in my body. And that is one of the things. Also, creative health. I think that lends to my emotional health. So emotionally, I the way that I feel the best in processing my emotional emotions in and this is for me and it might be for you but I want you to cue into your body and tap into your body to see what's right for you but when I'm working on my emotional health the way that I've been able to feel so good about that is to practice my creative muscle to be playful to be curious to be adventurous to go back to that inner child that I was talking about that really did not need to monetize everything. You know how on social media, I don't know if you follow this thing where it's like, my toxic trait is that I think that I can do this. Well, my toxic trait is that I feel like I need to monetize everything. And so even if I'm doing a hobby, I'm like, ooh, how can I make money from this? Or, you know, if I'm doing anything, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can, I could sell this. How could I sell this? And so I want to just do it in a way where as I've been working through my emotions this year, and it's been a highly emotional year, my emotions have been very heightened. And I've also been trying to increase my emotional intelligence, meaning managing my emotions, understanding the emotions of others and how that works relationally. Also putting up healthy boundaries because of my emotions and how I manage my energy around emotions so that all that emotional intelligence and the psychology of it. And so I learned in myself that when I'm being creative or what I understand to be creative and working my creative muscle and writing or reading or painting or perusing bookstores or playing around with pottery or going to concerts, going to plays, visiting museums, I learned that that actually helps me contribute to my own emotional intelligence. It helps me to kind of decipher it and discern what those emotions are in me because I think that in me lies this creative being. And I think that this creative being is in all of us. That even if you are a scientist, even if you are a pharmacist, you are, or an engineer, you are a creative being. And so I want you to think about like that emotional wealth that you could have and that creative wealth. So I tap into it through creativity and curiosity and play And that is my approach right now and how I'm kind of wading through that. And so those are the things that I learned this year in hard ways of, gosh, Mina, you really need to tap into whatever it is that you need to do to get more healthy physically, mentally, emotionally, and and financially as well. I think that financially for me lends to my mental health because I need to feel safe in it. And I would, you know, oftentimes my coping mechanism was to overachieve. It was to overfunction 
And I want to stop doing that. I want to stop over-functioning in my work and what I'm doing and start functioning in my own body and my own happiness and my own being. And I want to start doing that in 2024 now that I am aware of it. And so number three is imperfect action is the best type of action because courage comes before confidence. Courage comes before clarity. It comes as you're stumbling forward in your imperfect action and you are taking every lesson as a lesson and not as a mistake, not as a failure, and you're moving forward in that. And so I want all of you to just know that this is the way you do it. You put it out there and it's good enough. And most times it's good enough for 80% of the people. And then the confidence comes because my energy is going towards the courage and not towards the fact that I have to be perfect, nor do I think that perfection. I, I honestly would choose resilience every single minute of the day and of my life over perfection. And so choose resilience, choose courage or perfectionism. Okay. But that is one lesson that I learned in this year and in this time of finding my my path back to myself and finding my path as I'm showing up in the world is that this stumbling forward is how I'm going to show up right now. And so next lesson that I learned is embrace the season that you're in and the pace that you're in. And so a lot of the time uh, that I felt out of alignment was because I was not embracing the season that I was in. And my inner intuition told me, Mina, you're in a different season right now. You're in a different season of life. And I may have talked about it, not even knowing that I was talking about it, of, hey, my daughter is turning 13. I know that I'm moving into a different season of my life, but I also feel like I'm a different person too. So not to put it all on my home life that it's a different age or a different season that my kids are at, but I feel like I am a different person too. And the way that I was kind of vocalizing it was because it was like, hey, I can, I can, I'm realizing that my kids are just at a different age. And that simply was because I think I've just, I've just received so much joy in being a mom. It's been the most challenging and the most joyous thing that I've ever done in my life. And as I've started to kind of dig and decipher what brings me happiness, a lot of times I would go back to my kids bring me joy. But, and it's a big but here, if you're feeling the same way, I want you to try to dig into what brings you happiness outside of the roles that you are playing. What brings you happiness in your everyday? What brings you happiness inside of you? What is giving you that inner peace that you long for in that this is fulfilling to me because it's not up to your children to fulfill you. It's not up to your partner to fulfill you. It's up to you to fulfill you, okay? You to make yourself whole. And so as I was thinking about this joy that comes from my children and the joy in becoming a mom and this different season that I'm in, I wanted to embrace that season more. I wanted to embrace that 
this is what I've been working for in a lot of ways was that I actually birthed my best friends. It's one of the best things that I've done. I can do so many things with my kids that I, it just brings me so much happiness. I can sit there and do nothing. I can take walks with them. I can, you know, go on adventures with them. I can try different foods. We can go to restaurants, all these different things. They're truly my best friends. And so that just brings me so much joy. Also, embracing the season of spending time with myself and discovering who I am in, not in isolation, but just in aloneness, in me being alone, but not being lonely, okay? So I wanna embrace the season of spending time with myself and enjoying time with myself, whether it be taking a trip by myself, going on a spa day by myself, doing nothing by myself, doing everything by myself, whatever it is, not waiting around for anybody to do it with, but to do it with myself. And so that is a season that I'm kind of moving into. Also, a different pace. When I was at the Product Boss, we just worked at a different pace. And there were times when I was very comfortable at that pace because I work in surges. So I go from very fast pace to very restful pace. And I know this about myself. And it was almost like I was pushing away from it, though. I was resisting it. And so as I exited the Product Boss and working my way into my own pace, And I even said this to Jacqueline, we've been um, talking a bit lately as we're going into the new year, is that it's been a little bit disorienting for me and even a bit jarring to my body. This new pace that I'm living in is slower than I've ever lived before. And it's because I'm going in a slower pace because I am using this time to create spaciousness, but it's very, very natural, even when I'm at a fast pace, to go um, introspected. And I can stay there very easily. It's very comfortable for for me to be very introspective. And so as I'm in this slower pace and feeling like I am very much naturally going introspective and feeling like even that that's a strength or talent of mine, because I've met a lot of people in this world. As I've been in lots of different rooms with people, I've realized that that is not a natural ability for people. There's many people out there that are not naturally introspective and they have to work at it. And so that's kind of the reverse for me. So figure out which one you are, if you're more external or if it's more internal for you. And so I have to catch myself in that pace that I'm not slowing down forever and getting stuck in my introversion and my introspectiveness being a excuse that I use that, oh, I'm being introspective, but I've been being introspective and I also need to make time for being out there in the world And that will determine the pace that I am going in this lifetime. And so I've been in my rhythm and out of my rhythm, in my rhythm and out of my rhythm, this entire time of trying to acclimate myself to this pace that I'm in. I haven't caught my stride yet. 
And so I want you to embrace the pace that you're in and create space. I mean, like I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm a rapper now, you guys. <laughs> embrace your pace and give yourself space. So, but I do want you to embrace the pace that you have. And so when I was at the product boss, it was a assimilation that I was doing. I'm very, very good at adjusting and assimilating. I mean, it's being a part of the environment of being a minority or being a an immigrant, I think. You assimilate, you make yourself a part of the environment that's around you. You don't stand out. You make sure that you are diligently and quietly going at the pace that the world is going around you. And I think that I learned that in my body and I need to tap into what pace that I'm in and honor the pace that I go and embrace it because there was parts of me that thought I needed to go at a faster pace because that means that I can accomplish more because that means that I'm more successful because that means that I'm dreaming bigger because that means that I'm being expansive when that really is not true. One thing that I learned this year is that being expansive has a lot to do with honoring your internal pace as a, as much as it has to do with external pace. And so the internal pace of you learning the learnings, your desire for peace, your desire for joy, your desire for fulfillment, and the pace that you work in, whether it be like myself, it's surges of inspiration, surges of expansiveness, surges of abundance, and then going into that restfulness and that um, expansiveness underlying, right? That deep earth stuff. And I think of this, and I mentioned this before to one of my friends, is I think of it as like forces of nature. And there's forces of nature that it's like, like a hurricane and a hurricane where you're like, you meet this person and they're, you know, this hurricane that throws you up into this big blue sky. And that is like the force of nature of them. And then there's the force of nature of like that earthquake that shakes your foundation from under you and something deep inside of you brews. And it's just as powerful and just as expansive and it's deeper. And so I want you to think about that as you're thinking about expansiveness, because that was like a thought work thing that I had to work on about embracing the pace that I was in. Because it didn't mean that because I was working it at a slower pace or that I needed slower mornings per se, or even slower days and slower nights in a certain season, that it meant that I was doing less powerful work or that it meant that I was doing less um, impactful work. So think about that for yourself, okay? And embrace the season that you're in. So think about like the season that your life is in. So are you in a season where you're going to be focusing on yourself and you're focusing on your business? Are you focusing on your, you know, your home life? What is it you're focusing on this season and what are your priorities within this season, this year of 2024? And next week, I think it's going to be next week. So, but I want to go into a word of the year for all of you so that you can use it as a guiding light. And so we'll work on that, but I want you to be, I want you to discern what season that you're in 
Okay. And then embrace it. Okay. This is the season I'm in in life. And, you know, if you're in your 40s like me, I beg of you to think about embracing the season of taking care of your health immediately. Because even as I visit a lot of doctors, I've gone to eye doctors, which my eyesight has gone, I don't know, way worse. And in this modern world, we're seeing that a lot of eye decline happening because of us being in front of screens so much. And also hormonal health really hits around this time. And what I'm talking about men and women, because my husband is having to go through his own health journey because of his cholesterol being high. He also has to get different checkups than me, like a colonoscopy and you know all these different things. But I beg of you to take care of yourself because that is going to be the number one thing that I can gift you in your train of thought is to take care of yourself, okay? And then embrace the pace that you're in. So if it means that the the pace that you're in is going to work at a you know nine to five job and you're doing that and you're setting healthy boundaries that you leave at a certain time so you can do what you need to do or setting healthy boundaries where you're for yourself getting up at a certain time, half an hour before your kids or before you have to go into work and knowing that that is a boundary that is healthy for you to hold as well as the people around you and then start taking care of yourself, okay? So I I really want that for all of you so badly because I want you to learn that lesson and love who you are right now. Love who you are right now. I want to love who I am right now. I am very blessed that I have the privilege to take care of myself right now and to love my body and to love the people that love me back. Okay, next lesson that I want to share with all of you, create what you want to create and put on your blinders otherwise. This kind of goes into how I was talking about, you know, I'm just going to put it out there in perfect action because there has been so much self-doubt in my mind, so much disillusion when it comes to, I need to grow, I need to grow, I need to grow. And really, I just need to create and put it out there. I think I think for for myself and for all of you as entrepreneurs, it takes courage, right? As humans, what am I talking about? As humans, it takes courage for us to put ourselves out there because we're scared of judgment or we're comparing ourselves to what other people are doing or we're like, if it's not perfect, I don't want to put it out there or what are people going to think? There was a part of me that leaving the product boss and I did things that were so consistent. I have such great follow through in a lot of ways that you know, even last week when I did not put out a podcast episode, that was hard for me. I was like, should I let everybody know? Should I send out an email? What should I do? Because I was the one that made sure that there was a podcast episode every single week. That was like my badge of honor in a lot of ways was like, I felt like that was the, you know, a badge of consistency. And I love being consistent. I think that that's a true superpower when you can be consistent and that can lend to a lot of other great strengths. And so last week I was like, you know what, Mina, it is the holiday week. It is okay. You don't have to put anything out. 
You don't even have to let anybody know. It is okay. And so I can create and step into my own power of really creating what I want to create and putting in the blinders of what the expectations are. So when I exited the product boss, I have this high expectation on what are other people expecting of me. Create what you want to create and then put on your blinders. Put it out there. It's okay. That you stepping into your power to create what you want to create in this world, making it your own life, and knowing you have the resilience to, even if you hear negative things about it, it's okay. It's not, one of my friends said this to me when I was saying to myself in this time of, I was just scared. I was scared of this path that was ahead of me. And he said to me, it's not everything is going to be okay. Cause I kept saying, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. And I felt really scared of uncertainty. And he said, everything is okay. Everything is okay. So everything is okay. Believe me, everything is okay. And I want you to go out there and create what you want to create and put on your blinders because that has stopped a lot of my action was that as I'm telling all of you not to compare, it's almost like I'm reassuring myself in through all of this is that, you know, when you're looking at other people's lanes, it does have the power to influence you. It has the power to influence you to do less because you're concerned about not meeting their chapter 50 when you're on chapter one or table of contents, even if you're not even starting your journey yet, you know, that can be really disheartening. So reclaim your power in that you get, you get to create what you want to create. And then you also get the control to put it out there and then put on your blinders, my friends, and stay in your own lane, because that is how you move forward in all of it. Okay. The lesson that I'm going to kind of skip over is I need to get some hobbies. <laughs> I kind of talked about that in my brain where, you know, when I am trying to stretch my creative muscle and doing all those different things, I'm like, how can I sell this item or how can I make this into a business? No, I need to get some hobbies, my friends. And so I'm going to find the enjoyment of finding my hobbies, whether it's uncomfortable for me or not. Because I think that that will be really a fun endeavor for 2024. And a lesson that I learned in 2023 is that I really gave no energy and no focus on finding hobbies. So if you are coming up in your life thinking, what are my hobbies? What do I want to do? I don't even know know what my hobbies are anymore now that I've had kids or now that I've started my business. Well, figure it out. And I'm saying that in a way that I'm shaking you by the shoulders and then giving you a big hug afterwards because I'm doing that to myself, okay? So get yourself some hobbies. I will too, and we'll meet back here. Okay, the last lesson that I wanted to share is that if you're always chasing the horizon, you will never reach it. So I learned that I need to enjoy here for not just a bit, but for a while. For a while enough where I can appreciate the light and the dark, that I can be grateful for the people that are around me that I have, and even the ones that I might 
have had to let go of. I also need to enjoy being here enough to take stock of the moment because I just got into this mode where I was always chasing the horizon, thinking that what's ahead for me. And when I did the Strengths Finders test, it's like Strengths Finders 2.0. Number one strength for mine was strategic. Number two was futuristic. I can't even remember the other three. To be honest, there's five that you get. So I know that about myself is that my brain is always working in the future. One thing that I learned this year is that I am so blessed and lucky that I'm the one that has the control and ability to be grateful. I'm the one that gets to decide how much focus I take in savoring the moment, savoring the day, savoring the good things, even when it's a hard day, savoring the fact that I have made it this far and that I have done a lot of things to enjoy the place that I am right now. And that Mina from five years ago, you know, Mina from one year ago would be utterly proud of herself for doing the things that I've done in this year. And so me being dismissive of this moment, of being dismissive of this ability to be grateful in this moment, this ability to appreciate the recognition of the hard work that it took to get to this very moment is on me. That's on me. And so I want all of you to think about not always chasing the horizon as well, because when you chase the horizon, you will never reach it. And the true joy and fulfillment that you can obtain in the moment is is literally taking that moment and filling yourself up in that moment. Otherwise, it will never, ever, ever be enough because you'll go to sleep thinking it's not enough. You'll wake up thinking it's not enough. You'll live your day-to-days like it's not enough because you did not take stock in the moment of feeling like, whoa, this is a really full moment. And I'm so grateful because I worked so hard to get to this really full moment. And so that is one lesson that I realize in myself that I am going to do better. Okay. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will see you on the next episode. And I am sending you so much love and light as you are wrapping up the new year and releasing the things that you need to release and then stepping into the new year with a renewed power, a renewed energy, renewed energy um, of how you're going to approach the year. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.